Where do you see your career in 10 years? What are you doing now to help you get there? The sooner you start enhancing your skills, the sooner you'll be ready. That's why AARP has reskilling courses in a variety of categories like marketing and management to help your income live as long as you do. That's right. AARP has a bevy of free skill building courses for you to choose from because the steps that you choose to take today will help you to love what you do in the future. And that's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing money in the bank, student loan forgiveness info, and the streaming password sharing clampdown begins. Ooh. Man, we've got those stories. Uh, you, you said money in the bank. We're specifically talking about that stimmy money in the bank. There's you, a lot of money in the bank. You've won me over. A lot of people. I'm calling it stimmy money now. <laughs> Even though it's it's still hard for me to get behind, I'm seeing more and more folks refer to it as stimmy money, and I'm okay with it. That's like the first time I've ever been on top of a trend. So <laughs> I'm gonna pat myself on the back for that. Uh, NFTs as well, right? Like you're kind of you're kind of <laughs> done with that. But yeah, this is our Friday flight episode. Uh, this is where we cover a lot of the stories, a lot of the news that we came across this week, and specifically we address. Uh, uh, how it's going to affect you and your money. Uh, and Joel, before we get to that, though, I wanted to quickly talk about the fact that we love online banks, right? Uh, I'm a huge fan of Ally. Actually, I've been with them for a number of years now. Online banks are great because typically no fees. They often pay the highest interest rate. Uh, but one of the biggest downsides with online banks, what are you supposed to do with cash? 
that you happen to receive, uh, you know, like from grandparents for birthdays, that kind of thing. Under under the mattress, right? That's where you put it? So, so I mean, literally, up until now, we've kind of, uh, we've been amassing some cash just from kind of odds and ends, different things we've sold where folks wanted to give us physical cash instead of, you know, doing the cash app. But yeah, like birthday money for the kids, that kind of thing as well. Uh, and so finally, I'm like, okay, like we've got to do something with this money. I want it, I want to get it on the books. Like right now, it's just in the drawer. <laughs> I want it on the books. But you also know that I closed my account with my local bank here, uh, one of the big banks that we don't recommend, right? But that a leaves a long time ago. A right? long time ago. Yeah. But that leaves the question: How are you supposed to get cash deposited into your bank? Uh, some folks will recommend that you do like the prepaid debit card. That's no good because a lot of fees associated with those. Yes, exactly. Some banks allow you to do like the ATM deposit thing, like where the ATMs are linked uh, with with uh, their banks as well. Ally doesn't offer that, and so the best answer uh, that I've discovered is through a local credit union. Uh, you know, we've talked about how great credit unions are from, you know, oftentimes you can get the best rate if you're looking for a a loan. But they're also great as well because typically they're local and so you can go in in person, make that deposit, and then I can digitally, electronically transfer that money over to the accounts where, you know, we mostly keep the majority of our money. And so that is yet again another reason why we love local credit unions because, you know, we love the uh, the, those those bigger online banks as well that offer the good rates, but it's nice to have a a local credit union on your side for sure. Totally. And and it is. That's like the biggest difficulty of doing most of your banking with an online bank is what do you do when you have a lot of cash? Yeah. And sometimes you can just incorporate that in your budget and spend cash when you're going out, but then you're you know foregoing credit card rewards and stuff like that. And, and so I mean, and for me, I, like, I just want to be able to account for it. Because yeah. we, we talked about doing that because we're like, you know what, we can just roll that into our groceries and then reduce our grocery budget for the month by that same amount. But I like to track all of our expenses at the end of the year, and you know, literally, I total up every single digital recording of. Yes, that. Yeah. yeah, and then I'm like, well, that's going to ruin my records, and then, <laughs> and, and then 20 years from now, when we look back at 2021, it's just going to mess up you know, what it looks like we spent on groceries. When you have your budget numbers back to what, like 2009 or something uh, like that? So 2006. Okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> sorry for not giving you your full credit. Uh, that's recognized, man. Respect. <laughs> my bad. But yeah, like you said, another good reason to have a relationship with a local credit union. And man, it's about time to get on to the uh, Friday flight. But before we get to that, we had a book giveaway that we announced yes. last Friday, and then we got some winners that we need to announce now. That's right. Yeah, we appreciate everyone who left us a review, uh, and thank you for emailing us to, to let us know that you have a review in, uh, because that is your ticket to entry. And so here are our four winners. Uh, Den Zizi is one. Uh, second was D McConnell 13. Mitchum 3604 was another, and then our fourth winner is RCCAT13. And so all four of you have uh, emailed us, and we'll, we'll make sure to reach back out to you, get your mailing address, and we will be sure to get those in the mail very soon. Yeah, and let's hope USPS gets her act together and <laughs> starts sending stuff a little faster. Oh, yeah. But uh, as fast as we can, we'll get them in the mail to you. Absolutely. And then USPS, we'll let's hope they do the rest. Yeah, and so thanks to everybody who entered as well. We'll make sure to, yeah, I, I like these giveaways, man. It's a fun way for us to uh, connect with our listeners, uh, as well as our listeners to dive in a little bit deeper into some of the books that our, our guests have written, uh, some of the guests who have come on the show. Yeah, there will be more of these in the future for sure. Yes. So thanks for playing. Well, all right, let's go ahead and get to those stories, and let's start with the tax filing extension. Uh, the IRS has announced that they are going to extend the tax filing deadline from the uh, the classic April 15th to May 17th this year to give folks uh, a little more time to get their act together, to give those accountants, those CPAs out there a little more time to get all their work done, too. And this also applies to any taxes that may be due, those payments 
also aren't going to be due until May 17th. That's right. And this applies to federal tax returns, not your state taxes. Those might still be due just like they normally are. But we would recommend that you check with your state's Department of Taxation or Revenue uh, to make sure on that. And this also doesn't apply if you have to make quarterly estimates either. Those are also still due on April 15th. But for most people, it's nice to know that you have an extra month to essentially file your federal taxes. And let's get to our next story, Matt. Stimmy money. All right. Money in the bank. People have found that their stimulus money in large part has been deposited. A lot of people have received that money. Some people as early as last Friday. right? insane. <laughs> when the right? bill was signed on Thursday. It's incredible. So yeah, now people are probably wondering, well, what, what should we do with that money? And I I'm going to suggest Gronk NFTs. Like uh, <laughs> you're buying a, a digital Gronk Super Bowl playing card is is probably one of the best ways to, yeah, to go. We talked about this last week, right? NFTs. If you uh, n- are not sure what non-fungible tokens are, you can uh, yeah listen back to that last Friday's episode where we talked about that. And of course, uh, we're joking. Uh, we would not recommend you to dive into NFTs unless it's just something that you want to do for fun. But like you said, Joel, a lot of folks have already received their stimulus money. Uh, and if you believe it, that you are eligible and you haven't received your stimulus money yet, you can head over to the Get My Payment tool on the IRS website to, to check the status of your payment. Uh, we'll make sure to link to that in our show notes. Yep. And, and the IRS, by the way, was already short-staffed and in the middle of a really busy tax season. And then this bill gets passed and there's a whole lot more thrown onto their plate, right? Right. So it's important to note that if you've already filed your taxes and you're due a refund, but you haven't received it yet, it's important to be patient because the IRS, I promise, is working on it. You could try to call the IRS and figure out why your return has been delayed. On the telly? <laughs> you could go old school and do that. I don't think they have a chat feature. Telly is like really old school. I guess Selly is like the most recent way to call somebody. That's call, true. Call me on the Selly. I can't tell you the last time I used a landline. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I would say don't bother calling the IRS because you could be on hold for a while. A lot of people are asking the same question and you probably won't get a great answer. Just know that the IRS has a lot on its plate trying to distribute the stimulus money and getting refunds out the door in the midst of COVID times. And so hopefully your tax refund also gets put in your bank account uh, soon. That's true. Yeah. So let's talk though more about what you should actually do uh, if you receive some of that stimmy money uh, from this latest piece of legislation. And the answer is that, honestly, it depends, right? And, and we know that's not a great answer, but uh, like it really does depend on your specific financial situation. Uh, if you are one of the folks that have been majorly hurt by COVID, maybe you know just from a, like a business standpoint, maybe from a personal finance standpoint, like it's best to keep this money on hand in your savings account. Definitely don't spend it just on a spur of the moment kind of vacation, spontaneous vacation, or like an NFT of an Elon Musk tweet, <laughs> uh, even you know, like doing something smarter with your money, like paying down debt, could be ill-advised unless that debt is carrying a, a higher interest rate, uh, like credit card debt specifically. Uh, so, like we would point folks to check out our Money Gears episode. That's episode number three hundred two. If you haven't yet, so that you can just essentially develop more of a game plan for how to proceed with your money, because we feel that it's important to go in a specific order with your money, and it all depends on where you currently are on your journey. Yeah, and Matt, there are of course some Americans who are making good money that were still eligible for stimulus funds, right? And so they're getting money that they don't necessarily need. For some people, these were funds that they needed to get by, and then for a lot of other people, not so much. And so if you are one of the fortunate Americans that hasn't been negatively affected, or in some cases you did even better financially in the past year, you should also look to that Money Gears episode to see where you're at and how you should proceed with the extra money that's hitting your account. And in all likelihood, you should be investing more with the additional dough that you've got on hand now. And also, too, don't neglect to use some of this money 
in your community at the small businesses and yeah. restaurants that you love. Many of those businesses are still on the rebound and you know your stimulus money could really help them in this recovery. It's also too worth considering giving away a chunk of this money to nonprofits that you love because you know many of those have been adversely affected and have been struggling because of COVID too. That's right. Yeah. So uh, how, do, you, do you have any plans for your stimulus money? Yeah, man, I think I think I'm gonna use some of it to invest, some of it to give away, and some of it to spend locally. I mean, really, it's gonna be kind of a trifecta approach <laughs> with, with those three things. Yeah, we're definitely gonna be giving away a uh, pretty large chunk of that stimulus money. But also, man, so on uh, on Monday we we talked with Sean, and he mentioned like that his you know his craft beer equivalent was travel, but like specifically to Hawaii, and that like really kind of got me thinking about <laughs> saving up for a bit for a trip. Uh, like we, Kate and I, we've got a big anniversary coming up next year, and we've never gone on. A trip like that uh like we've never flown no have we flown somewhere to go to the beach i guess on our honeymoon but like that was a long long time ago (laughs) (laughs) since then it's only been driving to florida yeah exactly and so and like here's the thing this isn't even a trip that's going to be this year (laughs) this is something that we're even considering maybe for next year which sounds kind of crazy but like that's the best way to slowly start saving up for a big financial goal right like when you have time on your side you just start chipping away at it slowly but who knows you know we've never done anything like that before but it's definitely something we're considering off in the future a little bit i'm about to sneak into your luggage for that trip. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure if Kate would appreciate you being a, a third wheel on the <laughs> on that trip. <laughs> I, I promise not to bother you guys. <laughs> All right, let's uh, mention something else, Matt, that, that made its way into the relief bill that we didn't actually cover last week on the show. And that's the fact that taxes are going to be waived on student loans that are forgiven in the next five years. Yes. It's just big news if you're one of those people who is on track to have your student loans forgiven before January 2026. Before the bill passed, if you had hit the eligibility mark for student loan forgiveness and had the rest of your debt discharged, you'd owe taxes on the forgiven amount. And that can be a bit of a shock to folks who weren't planning on that. Like you didn't realize that that was the case, right? But because of this bill through January of 2026, folks who have their student loan debt forgiven won't owe tax on the forgiven balance. And that's just another bright spot for folks who are headed towards forgiveness in the upcoming years. The lack of student loan payments over this time uh, for everyone, but people in particular who are headed towards PSLF has been a boon. And then this on top of that is just really, really big news for people that are in that camp. That's right, man. And we know we were just talking about giving money away. We're talking about charity. Let's mention this heartwarming story we saw this week as well. There's a small company uh, in Atlanta that is doing landlording uh, a little bit differently. The Wall Street Journal ran a fantastic profile of Promise Homes, uh, and they are acquiring rental properties with the hopes of spurring tenants on towards home ownership. They provide credit as well as financial counseling free of charge to push them in that direction. Uh, And this is actually a for-profit company, but they work closely with the nonprofit Operation Hope. Uh, that was specifically founded to reduce the racial wealth gap. So we thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, Matt, there have been so many stories about Wall Street landlords, you know, these giant corporations getting into the rental game and the way they treat tenants is pretty awful in most cases. The fees and then lack of compassion that they bring oftentimes into you know tenant problems are something that's tough to read about. And so, yeah, seeing that there is a company that's trying to do the exact opposite, that's trying to give tenants a leg up, was just encouraging and I thought, yeah, heartwarming and inspiring. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, well, on the note of rental properties, let's give a quick update, too, on a story that we talked about a month ago. This one actually specifically has to do with where we live in Atlanta. Short-term rental sites on Airbnb were about to get shut down 
cold by the city of Atlanta. There was talk about literally banning short-term rentals altogether. Fortunately, that didn't happen, though. The, the Atlanta City Council just passed short-term rental regulations that allow folks to keep renting a room or a home for 30 days or less. But the city of Atlanta is also going to take their cut. If you partake in short-term rentals, you'll need to get a $150 license and start collecting hotel tax from folks that stay in your place. Airbnb might automatically tax your guests. It depends on where you live. We'll put a, a link to Airbnb's website where they actually detail whether or not they collect those taxes on your behalf. But based on some of the headlines that we initially saw around this, Matt, this is actually good news, I think, because I know there were some people you know, quaking in their boots a little bit that Airbnb, yeah. like their side income was going to get shut down by the city. Yeah, I mean, not only side income, but for a lot of folks, I mean, it has turned, it has morphed into their primary <laughs> means of doing business. True. So that's definitely some good news for those folks here in Atlanta. But yeah, it's definitely something to be aware of uh, regardless of where you live. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. Uh, then after that, we're going to get to some news regarding refinancing uh, your mortgage. We're, we got some streaming news as well as our ludicrous headline of the week. All of that right after this. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week yeah, at the we beach do. every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simons on the calendar. Pumped for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. And now a word from the show sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. 
Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch, they make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. All right, we're back, and now it's time for our ludicrous headline of the week. This one comes from the Washington Post, and the headline read, Want to borrow that ebook from the library? Sorry. Amazon won't let you. And Matt, this one bummed me out because there have been some stories recently about Amazon's business tactics and they aren't all that friendly. But this one in particular for me was frustrating to read about because Amazon is refusing to sell ebooks and audiobooks that it's published where it's been the actual publisher to libraries. And I felt like that was super not cool. Yeah, dude, that's a huge bummer because, I mean, our family, we use like the Libby app, which is typically uh, an app that is linked with your local library. Uh, it allows you to access ebooks and audiobooks. I mean, our girls have listened through all of the Wizard of Oz books. There's like 15 of them. Like, I think it's something like 40 hours, <laughs> 40 hours of audiobook. I think they've listened through that like four different times now. Oh my gosh. It's insane. But the thing is, you're not going to find some more popular titles that Amazon publishes because, well, you know, Amazon doesn't think that, that libraries deserve these works. They're hanging on to those, uh, not allowing libraries to get those works via something like Libby. Again, that's a huge bummer. Yeah, I'm a huge audiobook fan myself. I listen to quite a few on the Libby app through my local library. And yeah, it stinks that you're not going to be able to find some of the most popular books that Amazon publishes on your library app. Instead, Amazon wants you to go to their website and pay them to be able to listen to that stuff. And Amazon usually doesn't have a problem selling physical books to libraries. It's curious that they're drawing the line here because, Matt, interestingly enough, libraries usually pay more for each audiobook and ebook that they purchase. You know, you might pay 10 bucks for an ebook, and Amazon gets paid 100 bucks by a library because the rights are different, right? So here's me hoping that Amazon is going to relent from this and start offering the titles that it publishes to local libraries again soon. I feel like it's these kind of tactics that are going to quickly make Amazon. Amazon unpopular with their customers. If they're shutting down access to libraries, being able to have the works that they publish, um, I could see a backlash maybe in the works if this kind of strategy continues. Hashtag boycott Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Or or, I don't know. Maybe we can come up with something catchier than that. Yeah, maybe not yet. We'll see. But uh, dude, speaking of uh, giant tech companies, the the password sharing crackdown is coming. Uh, For years, most of the major streaming companies, like like Netflix especially, have taken kind of a a laissez-faire approach to sharing streaming passwords with uh, uh, friends and family members. Uh, 
I think that's a big reason why they started implementing like the different profiles, you know, like when you would, you can log in and keep up with what you're watching. Uh, that way you're not being recommended to watch something based on maybe what your brother-in-law watched, right? <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. It doesn't look like that's going to be the case for much longer. The, uh, the streamable reports that Netflix recently began implementing this password sharing uh, clampdown on the accounts of some users. And so the next time you try to like maybe watch an episode of The Queen's Gambit, Joel, I know you're a big fan of Queen's Gambit. I, I did like that show. <laughs> on, your, on your parents' account, Netflix might prompt you to pony up and maybe create your own account if you want to find out uh, what happened with, uh, with Beth and the Russians. We're not going to give any spoilers. No spoilers. Here, you you like that show? I feel like it was a little overrated, personally. No, I really liked it. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I'm pretty sure I can convince you uh, that it was great. <laughs> but later, all right. But uh, yeah. So if you have been saving a bit of money because you maybe pay for Netflix and a friend pays for Disney Plus, and you guys split it, you you might find your streaming bill actually going up pretty soon because you might have to pay for both if you want to keep watching stuff on each platform. And I understand why Netflix is doing this, right? And potentially other streaming services too. It makes sense that they want revenue from all the people that are actually using the platform, right? But as this password sharing crackdown potentially continues, it's important for us as individuals to be picky with the services that we subscribe to. Don't be afraid to cancel a streaming service or kind of maybe stop using it altogether if you are using someone else's account and you're prompted to create your own. Think about it for a minute before you just automatically say, all right, I guess I have to pay for it now. Maybe you can just eliminate it from your life altogether instead. That's right. Uh, let's talk about small businesses during the pandemic. Some new research from the nonprofit Main Street America finds that small businesses have weathered the COVID storm far better than they thought was going to actually happen. Data initially suggested that 7.5 million small businesses would likely close within six months of the COVID shutdowns, but that actually didn't happen. Less than 10% of the vulnerable businesses that were predicted to go away actually shuttered for good. Uh, and so, you know, I think some of the government programs that were launched, like the PPP loans, certainly contributed to that, uh, contributed to them being able to stick around. And also, this isn't to say that small businesses are thriving right now, uh, but, you know, but this is great news for your, you know, your favorite local spots as we're on the verge of opening back up the economy in a very big way. Yeah, it certainly hasn't been all rainbows and sunshine. A lot of small businesses have had a lot of obstacles to overcome just to stay open, right? And it's been a really, really difficult time. Uh, but on that note, Matt, while talking about small businesses, there was a great article in the Financial Times, and it turns out that many Americans have been starting new small businesses in the pandemic to the tunes of millions of small businesses. And uh, it, it detailed how COVID entrepreneurs and lots of individuals have turned hobbies into a legit source of income over the past year. It feels like self-employment or uh, starting a passion-based business is like having a moment in, in our culture right now. And interestingly enough, that kind of tends to be the case in recessions where people um, get laid off from a job or get furloughed and they kind of begin to invent their own job. They do something they're passionate about and start to make money from it. And Matt, one of our favorite local pizza joints, Glide Pizza, was just featured in the Wall Street Journal because the owner, Rob Birdsong, started Glide and he uh, worked in marketing but moved to making some of the best pizzas in town, and they are crushing it. Yeah, man. he was not in the food industry, but <laughs> now all. he is, and his pizzas are the best. They're so good, dude. Like <laughs> they're, I, kind I was, of, they're kind of expensive, but they're, they, so, they they're so worth it, though. So worth it. I was so surprised uh, when, when I heard him talking about it that he was like, I mean, I just kind of liked pizza, and I bought an <laughs> oven, and I started making it at home, and I was like, wait a second. This dude wasn't professionally pizza trained because the pizzas were 
that good. Yeah, some of the best in Atlanta for sure. Yeah, but but he was one of those people who made made the pivot in tough times, and his business has taken off because of it. So you might personally think that now is a terrible time for you to start that side hustle or pursue your small business dreams full time. But the opposite is likely true. It might be easier to start a small business now than it will be months from now. Yeah, and we've seen this too, right? Like it's, it's sort of a perfect storm between folks having, uh, like they're spending less money, right? Because folks aren't able to kind of live the lives that they're normally used to living. And so we've seen people's savings get bigger. We've seen credit card debt go down. But the combination of that, of the stimulus checks, and as well, like with interest rates lower too, folks want to do other stuff with their money. You know, they're, they're not sticking the money in savings where they're getting a, a guaranteed rate. And so there is an increased incentive for for folks to get out there and to pursue something that maybe they, they wouldn't have otherwise done. And time, too. Like Folks oftentimes are salvaging like hours from their day by not having to commute and get ready for That's work. That's true, yeah. And so there's a lot of different reasons, I think, that, that folks are looking to start their own businesses. Uh, and Joel, you know, we mentioned about a month ago that rates uh, would likely will be on the rise, specifically mortgage rates. And that has certainly proved to be true. Refinances are, are way down right now as rates have started to tick up. But if you haven't yet refinanced uh, and your rate is over 4%, we would recommend for you to crunch the numbers. You know, There's a good chance that you, you could save some real money every month over the life of the loan by jumping on a refi now before the rates continue to climb. And if you're in an ARM, uh, an adjustable rate mortgage, then it might make even more sense to lock in a low rate because your variable rate might not stay low for much longer. And so we'll link to a couple of our favorite online lenders that are worth getting a quote from if you are in that position. But again, like we mentioned at the top of the episode, make sure that you're looking at a, a local credit union as well. Uh, and the, the other thing too we wanted to mention just because rates are starting to tick up a little bit, they're still at historic lows. Like if you look back, uh, like to the 1970s, we are still at all-time lows. If you ignore the past six months, like the past six months, they've been the lowest, right? Like at the end of the year, like December, crazy low. But just pretend that didn't exist <laughs> and look back, you know, over the last like 40 years, or whatever, we are at the absolute bottom. And so, yeah, I, I guess I don't want to discourage folks from thinking, oh, we missed our chance. You know, it's, yeah. it's still a great time. Yeah, the getting's still good when it comes to refinancing, but you also don't want to be too apathetic and keep putting it off um, because now is a great time, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, too, if you decide to do a refinance, we wanted to caution you against pulling too much cash out of your home. There have been some stats flowing around that, that uh, show that a lot of Americans are taking money. They're doing cash-out refis. They're super hot right now. But doing a cash-out refi could hurt you if you don't have a plan for what you want to do with the money that you're grabbing from your home's value. If the extra money isn't going to go to good use, then you shouldn't be doing it. You should just be doing a straight-up refinance. And specifically, cash-out refi money is best used for paying off high-interest rate debt or for doing home renovations. Even then, though, handle with care because there are big costs associated with a cash-out refi and you're often extending your loan term. At the same time, too, you're putting your home at risk if you can't pay the mortgage. So there are some potential downsides to doing a cash-out refi. I think people are seeing cheap rates, Matt, and they're like, let me just like get some money out at the same time. And it's not that that can't be a good move in some circumstances, but I think too many people are tempted to take money out of their home right now when they should probably like leave it alone. Yeah, and you know, a second ago I mentioned how rates were at their absolute best uh, at the end of the year, and I know that because we are currently refinancing now, and I'm kicking myself a little bit for not having <laughs> snagged the absolute lowest rate. But for us, it still makes sense for us to go ahead and go through with a refi. Our rate uh, is is pretty good, but it's not as good as it could be. We're planning to be here for a long, long time, uh, and so this is something that we're actually doing. This isn't something that we're just talking about. We are living it, man. Yeah, taking advantage of that, and now's a, a great time to make it happen, dude. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, um, that's gonna do it for. 
this episode. For folks that want the show notes for this episode and links to some of the stuff that we talked about, you can find all that up on our website at howtomoney.com. That's right. So that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, We hope everyone has a great weekend and we will see you back here on Monday. We've got a great listener questions episode lined up for you. So Joel, until next time. Best friends out. Best friends out. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting and loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.